there. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. My name is Danielle Day, and I am the founder and director of Open Up Yoga Teacher Training. And today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about slow is the new fast. Welcome to slow is the new fast. All right. So, you know, uh, you may remember there used to be a cute little poster in the seventies. It was on coffee mugs and stuff. When we were kids, we would see it. Maybe your teacher had it hanging in her office or maybe the secretary in the, the office of the school had this on a mug and it said, the hurrieder, <laughs> the hurrieder I go, the behinder I get. And, you know, as kids, we were always told, you know, walk, use your walking legs, you know, when we were trying to run everywhere. And especially if you were swimming at the pool, you were always busted for running on the deck. They'd say, walk, please. And as grownups, so much of our existence is about trying to beat the clock, right? You wake up, maybe you're already late. So you rush through your morning and what happens? You invariably forget something or you spill something or you cause some sort of stress for people you live with and love and then you feel a little bit bad all day. Maybe you stub your toe, you know, and maybe you just kind of go through the day trying to get ahead of things. You know, we're planners, we're multitaskers, you know, we're always trying to be proactive. So we never just sit in one place and let everything land before we're constantly thinking to the next thing and planning ahead. And we're very well rewarded for being quote unquote on top of everything. So my teacher has a saying, he always says, slow down or life is going to slow you down for you. And that is such a great mantra. And it's the truth. tell you, as a yoga teacher, a little part of us dies when we see you run into class and, you know, maybe at the very last possible second, but, you know, we're happy for you that you made time. So we're not judging, but we're just like, okay, what happens next? And we see you rush through your poses, rush through your practice, and then rush off the mat instead of enjoying some shavasana. You're first in the showers, you're first out the door, you run to your car and then you drive fast and then you get home and you do your life fast. And, you know, most of you do just fine this way, but every so often, you know, something unfortunate happens and when it's an injury or heaven forbid, some sort of unfortunate accident or incident or health concern, you know, sometimes it's, it's, a pattern that we notice that the folks who are chronically in a hurry seem chronically agitated, anxious, and perpetually behind the eight ball. So the weird irony of the yoga tradition is when you do manage to practice mindfulness and you manage to practice meditation, you manage to make time to slow down and move purposefully through your life, you're always a little bit happier and better off. I know it sounds like a lecture and maybe I'm waggling a finger at you, but hang in there. Just, just, just see if this resonates with you. When we leave early to go somewhere and we take our time driving there, if driving is your transportation, and we take our time breathing and slowing down and and maybe not listening to the news so much, but something very enjoyable and uplifting. You know, maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's classical music or yoga music, or maybe it's just, 
I mean, if it's legal for you to do so, because your car has the ability, you might be chatting with someone who loves you. But the point is this, going a little bit slower, it seems like at first you're going to be late. But if you adopt this practice as a regular just commitment to healthy living, you find sometimes that you're not late, but that you maybe even are a little early. When you arrive to class, for example, to a yoga class with a little bit of time on your hands and you sit down on your mat, you might look around and notice people are stretching or doing abs or something. See what it feels like for you instead to sit and and understand that the teacher is going to start your class on time so you don't have to worry about time. Maybe you could sit on a bolster or prop up your hips with some blocks. You might even put your legs up the wall you know, if your mat is next to the wall Put your hands on your tummy, close your eyes and breathe into your hands and practice the kind of deep diaphragmatic breathing that only happens for most of us during REM sleep. Practicing the art of slowing down. You know, sometimes when we practice yoga, we love to take power vinyasa flow classes because we don't really hold poses for that long. And the sequencing is always so surprising. And it catches us in these moments where we really have to pay attention to see what's happening. And that that is a state of flow that can help us become distracted from our thinking minds, right? Sometimes we love power vinyasa flow and yoga sculpt classes because there's just all these bells and whistles. There's fun music. There's the teachers cracking jokes. The people around you are having a good time and it's just go, 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 go. And it can just distract us from what's on our minds. And sometimes when we go slower, like in a yin class or in a hatha practice, maybe we become agitated because we have so many, many thoughts and we are not distracted. Maybe the teacher's not playing music and we're not distracted from hearing music. Maybe the teacher's not talking a whole lot and letting the yoga do the heavy lifting. And maybe we are not distracted from that and we have to deal with ourselves. You know, those moments where we say, I'm bored, right? Those moments where we say, oh, this is taking forever. Like I've been there. And I practiced for many, many, many years before I started practicing with a teacher that helped me understand what my real deal was. And that is I needed to slow down. I was an Ironman triathlete and a marathoner and a, and a, uh, an athlete, and I was always running. And it was always about biking and swimming and running fast, you know. And even when we went hiking, we would try to beat our best time. And, and now that I look back, I feel a little blue about all of the opportunity I missed to just be in the moment and enjoy being outside and in nature and to enjoy being in a healthy body that didn't have any pain in it most of the time, to enjoy training with people that I really liked and wanted to get to know better. But instead, it was always about on to the next thing, on to the next thing. I mean, that's triathlon. It's like, get out of the water, get on your bike, get off your bike, go and run, run as fast as you can, get done. And then let's go out and let's celebrate our victory. And then, oh, we got to better get home and handle our family obligations. And then we got to get up, get up early in the morning, go teach class. You know, it was just boom, 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 go, go, go. And in the middle of my lifestyle of this in my 30s, like quite a while ago, I remember I was like, okay, now I'm going to add yoga to this whole thing and I'm going to totally chill out because man, I'm not a happy cat. I'm I'm feeling really stressed, feeling really overwhelmed. You know, I was working like a couple, three jobs too, (laughs) but I was like, damn it, I'm going to make time for myself. I'm going to take yoga and then I'm going to feel super good and I'm going to have even more bandwidth and energy to handle this whole life of mine. 
and I would run down to the studio to practice at noon, Monday through Friday, 60 minute class, power vinyasa flow without fail. And of course, you know, I'm driving fast to get from my health club where I worked to the studio where I practiced and later ended up teaching and managing and running programs. And then I would be chugging invariably sugar-free Red Bull the whole way down there, right? I'd get on my mat. And if the teacher was starting late or if I just for some reason got there a few minutes early, everyone around me I noticed is doing push-ups and crunches in preparation for their workout. You know, so I joined in the fun. I was like, okay, I'm going to kind of get warmed up too, you know, and and we would throw through this class, throw down through this class, flow through this class, and I would emerge tired, sweaty, exhilarated from the endorphin rush, but maybe a little more amped than when I started. And I found myself, as I drove away from the facility, thinking, "Arg, you know, every single time we did Chaturanga, that guy next to me would just do 10, 15 push-ups. It was so hard to keep up with him, and I was just, I realized... <laughs> I, I was up, upset, more upset than before I went to class. And I remember thinking to myself, damn it, why am I so stressed and agitated and angry? I do yoga every single day. Well, it wasn't until years later when I started practicing with an energy worker, with a real true healer like my teacher I practice with now, where he taught me Tai Chi, taught me meditation, and he got me inspired to take two to three 90-minute Hatha classes a week as a routine to learn how to just sit, to learn how to just be, to learn how to just stop. And he gets um, a little sad when we rush out and leave class quickly or we drive away quickly. And he helps us you know, slow down. And I'm here to tell you now that I am you know, 51 years old, and I'm concerned about my blood pressure. I'm concerned about my cardiac health. I mean, we lost Luke Perry yesterday, for God's sakes. I thought the guy was younger than me. He's kind of between my age and my husband's age. He had a stroke. And as a fitness professional, I know the seven risk factors for coronary disease. I totally understand that I've got a few risk factors staring me in the face. And I'm thinking, wow, slowing down is probably going to end up prolonging my life. So I'm glad I'm practicing this. So today I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about the art of going slow and how it is a practice and about how it really is possible to function in a way where, no, you're not going to be late all the time, where, no, people aren't going to be waiting on you and you're going to let focus down, where you're actually going to have more energy. You're actually going to have more creativity. You're going to have more enjoyment out of your life. And then when you find yourself in moments where you potentially could be bored, you actually just feel good. And it all starts with very mindful breathing and very mindful movement and a very mindful routine of the day. So I just want to encourage you to consider this. When you look at what time you start your day, see if it's possible to push it back a half an hour. I know right away we start to think, gosh, I'm not going to get enough sleep. I'll be tired all day. I won't have any fun. And I'm really um, not interested in that because what's the next step? I'm going to tell you going to have to go to bed earlier. And I am, I'm with that. I conk out on the couch pretty naturally, but there's times where I just want to stay up another little bit and hang out with my husband. I just want to stay up for another little bit and enjoy what we're watching. I, there's, I just want to stay up another little bit and just have my me time. But part of 
being a healthy and happy person involves getting to bed well before 10 o'clock at night. You know, when you're in that nice, sleepy kind of cup of time of the day, six to 10. And the whole thing about going to bed early and sleeping soundly and waking up a little earlier is that then you can slow down a little bit as you make your way through your day. And I encourage you to consider this. When you wake up, instead of thinking, oh God, what day is it? What do I got to do today? Just stop what you're doing and think, okay, you know, what, what do I love about right now? You know, and, and yes, you're worried about falling back asleep, but you know, you, you hit the snooze that's going to go off again and you think, okay, you know, I'm with someone I love. I'm in a home that makes me feel safe. I have pets, you know, dogs and cats and, and it, maybe you have family members, children around you just kind of think about how fine everything is. And then when you put your feet on the floor, challenge yourself to walk really slowly and, and notice how, as you move through your day and you enjoy a cup of coffee, really sit down with your cup of coffee, curl up under a little blanket on your couch, ask your smart speaker what's going on in the world if that does not agitate you, or ask your smart speaker what your horoscope is. That's actually my very favorite way to start. And you just kind of like take it in, you know? I have a gratitude practice inspired by the book, The Magic by Rhonda Byrne, so I also grab a journal and I write down 10 things that I'm really grateful for. And then I start my day. I walk my dog and I get set up for the, you know, hygiene practices and (laughs) yoga practices and work practices that come next. But all throughout the day, I challenge myself instead of thinking, what do I have to do? I stop and say, what do I get to do today? You know, it's a privilege that I get to go to the supermarket. I can afford food. That wasn't always the case as a single parent or a college student, you know, Instead of saying, oh, I got to go to work, I stop and go, I get to go to work. I am my own boss. I, I work for myself. I work for the universe. I can't wait to see my clients and help them move forward on the path. There's nothing I got to do. And when I think about chores or tasks, I think, well, thank God I have a house to clean. You know, it's not that I have laundry to do. It's like, ooh, these are my wizarding robes. You know, when I put these clothes on, people move from being yoga students to being yoga teachers. So whatever they went through these clothes is a sacred honor for me to purify them and, you know, wash them lovingly and hang them up to dry with essential oils in a diffuser in a special place in my home so they're fresh and ready to go for the next task. You know, you make everything a ritual. In the book, The Four Agreements, um... Oh, I forget the guy who wrote that book. Oh, yeah. Is it is it Ruiz? R-U-I-Z? Yeah, the whole thing about the four agreements, it, it really helps you understand. Try to make everything a ritual. You know, when it, everything's a ritual, preparing food or cleaning dishes, you know, even taking care of household chores that are unpleasant, like cleaning a cat box, can be imbued with gratitude. Whenever I have to clean our cat box, I think, well, this is good, A, stuff's in the cat box, not on the floor. Hooray. And B, stuff's in the cat box, not in the cat. Hence, you know, health problems and vet bills and suffering animals. So, you know, it, it flips your, your perspective. It, it flips your, your mindset and suddenly cleaning the cat box is a celebration of your healthy pets and their good house training, <laughs> their house, their manners. <laughs> suddenly driving to where you're going 
is a bit of me time, right? You can crank up the tunes and you're in your own, you know, club there, just dancing along, having fun. I'm either driving really slowly because I'm just not in a stressful mood and I don't want to become stressed, or I'm driving maybe just a little too fast because I'm singing and I'm doing car karaoke. You know, I I encourage you to think about the times of your life that you're just trying to wait out, times in your life where you're just bored, times in your life where you just want to get it done. You know, I did that. I did that the whole childhood that my daughter had where I was a big deal in fitness and a coach and I had all these events and I had all these races and I had all these clients, I had all these classes and I had all these gigs and I had all these people looking forward to seeing me that this poor little girl you know, had to become pretty self-reliant. But the thing is, she's not a little girl anymore. I missed it. I, I didn't slow down. I didn't hug her long enough when she wanted to hug me. I didn't play presently enough when she wanted to play. I didn't read slowly enough and, and be with her and listen and, and let her grow up in my attention. I I kind of rushed her to talk and walk. I rushed her to from daycare to school. I rushed her from school to college. I rushed her from college to grad school. And I sit in her room now and I make a podcast and I think, she's not here. She'll be back. She'll visit. But if I could do it over again, I would slow it down and notice it. I'm 51 years old. I don't know how many more years I get to be healthy and well. I don't know how many more years I get to be with my husband. I don't know how many more years I get some of these pets of mine that are older. And every day I wake up and I say, thank you for another day. The gift of health is keeping me alive. And I'm grateful that there's nothing I have to do today. It's everything I get to do today. And every time I feel the slightest bit stressed out or rushed or agitated, I think, well, I'm going too fast. What can I do to slow down? And I sit and I breathe and I have a cup of tea. And I look at the light on the mountains outside. I look at the water and and I look at the light on the lake. I look at the, the changing leaves outside and notice the flower buds are happening here in March. I notice the sound of my dog sleeping. I notice, I notice, and I notice I like candles. I look at flowers. I just try so hard to slow down and not miss it. And so I appreciate you listening. I encourage you to consider that to maximize, may think of it as your performance element, like, you know, your competitive advantage, whatever it is that you want to do in your life, perhaps we can do it just a little bit better and enjoy it just a little bit more and notice it. And, and get to hang on to it just a little bit longer if we slow down, if we slow down. So hopefully you get a chance to wind down, go to bed a little earlier, maybe get up a little earlier and maybe get to a meditation cushion, put five minutes on the clock, that's all. And just close your eyes and think, I'm breathing in, I am breathing out, I am breathing in, I am breathing out. And then make your way to a class, maybe something that's Hatha or Yin. It's going to be a little bit slower. And when you become frustrated or bored or irritated or anxious or whatever your feelings are, just set it aside and think to yourself, start from scratch, start again, slow down. I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out. Your blood pressure will go down. Your cellular sensitivity to insulin will go up. Your, your whole entire vibration will go from being rushed and stressed to being grateful and blessed. 
So thank you for listening. And I hope that you have a nice, enjoyable, slow day and a really nice, enjoyable Hatha or Yin class where you can really pay attention to what it's like to live in this body that is this strong, is this healthy, and that you are this loved. Have an awesome day. (laughs) Namaste.